Welcome to the Jesus 360 podcast, a devotional guide on the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Hmm. Brother Daniel and myself, Blair Phillips, will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the one who's worthy to receive all glory. And so we are in Revelation chapter 5, verse 12, which reads that the angels were singing with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And so, Brother Daniel, I thought you did a great job in our last podcast distinguishing between honor and glory. And could you just, for our audience, refresh us on that distinction and how glory is unique? Yeah, in the last podcast, in the previous podcast, we talked about how uh, honor... Uh, describe a dignity, an internal intrinsic dignity of a person, while glory is something discernible externally, something that's emitting out of the person, the person's action, attributes, can carry the glory, the substance of the glory of that person. So in this particular uh, devotion, we're focusing on glory. And the Greek word doxa, which is used uh, 166 times actually, in the entire New Testament, describe glory in a multifaceted way. It actually denotes words like, uh, the meaning like uh, splendor and magnificence and radiance. It's just basically different words that describe the beauty, uh, discernible beauty and uh, attributes of a person. Or So in this particular uh, podcast, what we want to focus on is this that uh, the relationship between the Creator, the Redeemer, the slain Lamb, and the creatures around the slain Lamb. And the relationship is actually established, I would say, um, very qualitatively around the revelation of the glory of the slain Lamb. Because the glory of the slain Lamb actually, um, um, actually... in, um, covers uh, both the attributes, which means that who the person is and the, the characteristic of the person, and that influence the action of the person. So, in for example, uh, Jesus redeems by his own blood because he loves. His attribute is love and mercies, and his attribute is full of mercy and slow to anger. Therefore, he redeems. His action redeems. And all these are part of the expression of the glory of the slain lamb. And so, and that applies to other areas. For example, he is generous in his attribute. He's very generous. And because he's very generous and that's out of love, and therefore, he provides. He provides extravagantly. Uh, to his creature. And in fact, the scriptures say he reigns on the righteous and the sinners at the same time, almost indiscriminately, except at a certain time when he withhold the rain to send a message to his people uh, and also to the nations. So we have the word glory, which is actually very foundational uh, in, in our relationship with our, our Lord, the slain lamb. Because the word glory actually allow us to relate to Jesus around something that's really tangible. It's not something ethereal, something tangible. For example, if the lamb is a generous giver 
and he gave his own life. He did not spare his own life, even not to mention other things. His own life he did not spare. He gave it away and in order that we may be saved and we may be redeemed. So now when we relate to him as the provider, because Abraham encountered the, the, the ram caught in the ticket, that is then uh, served, that, that, that was then served as a, a, a sacrificial uh, ram instead of Isaac. So he called that, that uh, place Jehovah Jireh or that encounter Jehovah Jireh because he encountered the generosity of the heart of God who gave his, uh, begotten, his, his son, his chosen son Isaac to him. God gave the son and God gave the son back to him the second time because he knew that Isaac would have actually been sacrificed that day but God gave it back to him so God is a double portion generous God who gave and gave again mm -hmm. and so he said you are Jehovah Jireh my provider is on in Genesis 22 he encountered that so he knows that God is a provider and he knows that God provides the action and the attributes uh, cause Abraham to to just encounter the Lord. So the word glory is actually very important relationally. And so we can relate to the Lord, not in a general, ethereal way, but in multifaceted expression of His glory. And each of those expressions is actually a, a meeting point, a very tangible meeting point, where the redemption, provision, protection, leadership, we can relate to Him in a very practical, tangible way. Hmm. And I just want to point out one of the things you bring up in your devotional, Brother Daniel, is about how Moses had the encounter with, with, with the Lord at the end of uh, Exodus 33 into 34, that uh, he said, show me your glory. And uh, we know that the Lord passed by Moses and put his hand over Moses and allowed Moses to see his back but not his face. But then what the Lord did in that moment as far as what he said about himself, uh, I think is to be much attributed with the Lord's glory. And so if we look at uh, Exodus 34, verse 6, it says, The Lord passed before him, being Moses, and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, mm. keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, mm. visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children, to, and the children's children to third and fourth generation. And so right. we see the Lord say, "My glory is how I operate yes. in mercy and justice yes. towards human beings." And we could do books and books and books, and people have done books and books and books about this, but. We, we can stay there so long. There's so many things to mine out. Right. So practically, why is the uh, encounter with the one who is worthy to receive the glory so transformative to us as disciple of Jesus Christ, or even as a person? As we know Him in His glory, as we encounter Him, that He's the one who is worthy to receive all the glory, uh, we realize that in some way we carry the glory of God in the way that we have characteristic and because we have been sanctified day by day into His likeness and into His image, the, there's ever-increasing measure of glory in our life because we're becoming more like Him. Mm. As we become more like Him through the sanctification of the Spirit and the washing of the Word of God through obedience, 
as we become more like Him, we also emit more glory. Mm. And, and that glory, people will see the life of Christ in us and through us, through our action. That's why the scripture says in Matthew 5 that let your good works so shine before men that they may glorify mm, the great. Father who is in heaven. Very good so in other words, when we, we don't want to be apologetic about allowing the glory of God to shine through us. That's why Jesus said in John 17, he asked the Father, Father, glorify me mm. that I may glorify you. Can you imagine ourselves praying that prayer mm. to the one who is worthy to receive the glory? Jesus, glorify me. Whoa, if you're so narcissistic, Lord, glorify me. But if the goal is unto that I may glorify you, then this prayer is absolutely necessary. Because without praying a prayer like this, we're assuming that we have the capacity to glorify Jesus before he first glorifies us, glorify us through his indwelling presence as well as the work of the Holy Spirit and the word of God, the sanctifying washing word of God in our life. We actually have nothing to show. We have no glory to emit apart from him first glorifying us and completing his work in us and through us. So after that understanding, I pray, Father, glorify me, not to the extent of just sending me to the cross, because that is scary, <laughs> but we are to carry our cross each day. We need strength. God, glorify me through my walk of carrying the cross each day, joyfully. Let me walk by the fruit of the Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Well, and I think that verse so ties well, well into what we're studying right now in Revelation 5.12, because, again, for our audience, it is... These things are being attributed to the one who was slain. And so if we would interview or listen in to the one who was slain's prayer prior to being slain, which we have in John 17, this is his prayer. Lord, Father, glorify me that I might, be glorified, that I might glorify you. And so um, I think that's such a key verse to bring in right now. So Daniel, let's switch into the prayer component. How do we pray this? Well, there are many ways to pray this, but uh, first of all, we have to understand the importance of this before we pray. So if Jesus is the one who is worthy to receive all the glory, then we are the one who actually must ascribe to him the glory due to his name. Because we are the one who ascribe to him glory due to his name, therefore we are all worshippers. The Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, reality that Paul says, I beseech you by the mercy of God that you present your body as a living sacrifice, mm. holy and acceptable to you as my form of spiritual worship. So we're all worshipers who worship Jesus and to ascribe to him the glory due to his name in spirit and in truth. Mm. So we can ask the Lord every day, even now, to by his spirit undergirded with truth, to cause us to live a vibrant life of worship. Oh Lord Jesus, I long to see more of your glory each moment of my life. I tremble at such a thought that knowing you, knowing you who actually dwells in inapproachable light, but yet you allow me full access by your own blood into your presence. Lord, help me to have appetite and desire to dwell in your presence, to bathe in your glory. At the same time, Lord, let your glory 
glorify me that I may glorify you because I have nothing in myself to be able to demonstrate any resemblance of your glory. Lord, thank you for dwelling within me by your Holy Spirit through the believing of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I just ask you today, Lord, that you will shine forth your glory through my life, that many will know that you are truly Jesus Christ, yes, the Lord. Son of the living God, and they may confess and believe in you just as I believe in you. Make my life a life that constantly shows forth your glory just as I receive the understanding and the revelation of your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast. And we invite you to join us next time as we continue on through the names and descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul with your love. You satisfy